This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to, well, what is it? It's a back of the nest, sort of 15-minute catch-up for pre-season. Just get ourselves back in the groove a little bit and give you, you wonderful listeners, something... Uh, I don't know. Is it going to be good? Who knows? We've just started recording. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let me start by introducing... I can't even say the word introducing this early. It's not good, is it? Let me start by introducing my panel. First up, Patrick O'Connor. Hello, everybody. How are you? I mean, everybody can't answer, otherwise it'd be chaos. Yeah, but good point. I'll, uh, I'll answer. I'm all right, Patrick. Not too bad. A bit warm in my uh, my recording studio, as I'm going to call it today. How do you define um, warm? Well, I mean, I would say it's probably about 24, 25 outside, and it's at least 10 degrees hotter inside this. Could, could you give me that in... Uh... What, in, yes. in Fahrenheit, you mean? Yeah, that, yeah, that one. I don't know. Would you, is it something like you double it and add 30? No, double it and add 30 would be insane, wouldn't it? Right. Or would it? No, it's about right. So, that's not so I would say I would say it's approaching 100 Fahrenheit. No, it can't be that hot. It's yeah, 90 it's, over here. It can't be 100 over there. It's impossible. In my, in my living room, specifically in my living room. Oh. Um, outside. Are you close to the equator then, I'm assuming? Yeah, absolutely okay. right. Got it. Can you hear that low vibrating noise? That's what she said. Anyway, I'm going to just gonna plow on. That's also <laughs> what she said. Uh, also here we have Chris Clark. Hello, Chris. How do you? Hello. Hello, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to answer that question again. How are you? No. Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Um, looking forward to the new season and looking forward to a bit of chat about it. Yeah, well, there you go. Very concise. Thanks, Chris. And we also have Mr. Mike Scott. All right, everyone's bringing their B game so far, aren't they? Yeah. We're we're properly pre-season jaded. <laughs> uh, well, look, you know it's important. It's it's important to sort of just ease yourself into a season. You know, uh, don't peak too early. Like, you know, remember Jordan Much when he played like an actual footballer for a preseason. Oh, well, yeah. Stephen Dobby, although he's uh he's hit that purple patch late in his career, isn't he? So. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, yeah. I don't know if you asked, but yeah, I'm doing all right. Back from Crete, had a nice holiday in the sun, and now it's my kind of weather here as well. So I yeah. am good. 
you had uh, you gave you sent a couple of pictures to the chat. Troublingly feminine legs. Tro- troublingly feminine legs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't realise I did until Terence said that he he had <laughs> he had a semi that he didn't know how he felt about, um, which <laughs> yeah. I took as the biggest compliment I've ever received in my life. So yeah. Oh, we've got you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) What else can we talk about? Uh, Well, what else can we talk about? First of all, we can start talking about the fact that uh, young Aaron Wan-Bissaka has joined Manchester United. Uh, Upfront fee of 45 million. There is, there there are add-ons on top of that. Depending on what you read, it could take it to sort of 55 or 57.5 million. Um, which would be an incredible fee were we to get to that level. But um, on its own, it's a, it's a pretty good fee. Yeah, and I think the good thing about this is it's such a high fee that we can talk about it without upsetting people because there, there'd be certain, I think if you'd have gone for less or you know if we'd have lost Zaha, um, we'd be brushing over it as a subject because I don't think people would want to hear any more about it. But um, this is financially a, a really good thing. I, I heard... Simon Jordan on TalkSport talk about how a right back is probably not going to define the season at Palace, but you know could make a difference for Man United, um, and I think that's true. Uh, whether we get someone else or whether we go with Joel Ward, um, it's a massive loss, but it's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it, honestly. Um, as Mike stated, it's a lot of money for a right back. It's something you can't turn down, um, but. He he had such a short time in our first team, and though he was absolutely phenomenal as a player, um, you know, it's like I feel I'm going to miss him because again, we don't have a right back of that quality. But the amount of money we got from it, with our financial situation, I just think it's something we had to do. So as much as I didn't want him to get sold, I one of the few it's one of the few transfers in my mind I can actually uh, get my mind around. You know, it makes sense for both parties. I just hope he does. You know, he does. I guess okay. I don't like Maynard very much, so I guess I hope he does okay there. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think Patrick's point there is really key, which is wishing him well in the move because that's not a universal perspective among Palace fans, sadly. There's quite a lot of negative commentary or certainly rewriting of history along the lines of, well, he wasn't that good or I don't feel that much affection for him. You know, we didn't have time to bond with him. Um, all of which, frankly, I think is junk. I mean, we're going to miss him. He's a great player. Um, I really wish him all the best for the future because I, I mean, he's done nothing wrong. He's sought to advance himself. Absolutely will miss him. But we've got Joel Ward who can do a solid job for us. And it was clearly good business, as everyone else has said. For me, it's I think the point you make is extremely good, Chris, where fans have kind of, a few fans have said, 
you know, we pulled Man United's pants down with the fee there. He's only played 40-odd games and, you know, okay, he was, he's got great, great defensively, but not so great offensively. There's a lot of, as you say, it's revisionism to a degree where people are kind of making themselves feel better by talking about a player who is exceptional in, in that way. Now, it's no guarantee he'll go to Man United in their system with their management and, and have the kind of huge impact he had at Palace. But there's a good chance because he's got the right temperament and, and as, as well as the talent. But I think the other side of it, where, you know, initially when the deal was announced, there was a lot of criticism that went Steve Parrish's way. And um, about, you know, first of all, people getting really upset that we didn't get the Zaha clause taken out. Well, that was just something that was put in an article and you can't choose to believe it as a fact. It it wasn't really on the table at any any stage by all accounts. And um, I think the deal that was done is is exceptional for, for the player at the stage that he was. And yes, fees are crazy. And if a, you know, if a big team comes in for your player and that player wants to go, which is pretty clear that Aaron Wan-Bissaka wanted to leave um, and, and take that opportunity... I think the club can only do what they did and get the absolute best possible deal. You know, nobody else was really at the table there. So when you're negotiating with with one team for one player that you don't want to sell, but, you know, wants to leave, you, that's that's really the kind of best result you can possibly hope for, I think. Um, I mean, in terms of his, his ability and what we're going to miss, you know, I, I honestly hope, you know, with the greatest respect to Joel Ward, I just hope we haven't got Joel Ward for a whole season and we need to go out and get a similar, you know, a right back that that does the Premier League thing, which is defend and attack at pace and has an engine to get up and down the, the side of that pitch. One of the reasons wan made such an, an impact is because, you know, Wardy doesn't really do that with any real confidence. You know, lets a few too many crosses past him and he's capable of some good moments going forward, but not, not lots. And, you know, as much as he is a solid player and he's no slouch, he certainly doesn't have the, the pace that the one Pasaka has and, and, and the sort of skill on the ball. So there's a lot of reasons to be upset we had to sell him. But at the same time, that's football. It's just what football is now. I just want the one phrase that he used there was that he wanted to go. And I, know, I mean, I'm sure he did, but it does sound like he was a United fan. You know, that Instagram picture that came out with him wearing a shirt when he was a kid and stuff. Um, I think we've got to say it's not just about him being a fan. You're going from whether it's 10,000 or 15,000 a week that he was on, um, heard different rumours. He's on 80 now and, and anyone would take a six or seven fold increase in wages to go to a side, even if it's a sideways move, let alone an, an upwards move. Um, but there was a, a a poll on Twitter during the rounds that um, Hopkins looking to kill one um, retweeted. Uh, and I think 13% of people said that they would boo wan when he comes back. Um, and that's just, that's crazy talk because you, you can't, you can't have a bad word to say about the guy. Um, he's, he's gone off like you, like Chris said, furthered his career. Um, if you're planning to boo him, then there's something wrong with you. And those 13% of people, I hope some of them were just saying that for a laugh or angry for a minute because that's just crazy talk. Oh, one final note, it's interesting, over the last 10 or so years, we've developed some pretty decent uh, right-backs. You know, we had Nathaniel Klein, obviously, sold him off to, I guess it was Southampton first. Uh, we had uh, McDaniel, Mac- Mandela Egbo, who went off to Germany. I guess he's now just signed for a second division team in Germany. And if we had Ram Basaka. So let's hope that there's another right-back in the system. And again, I'll restate again, getting 50 million for player 
who's hard, who played a year for us and plays right back is, is great business for us. I just really hope, you know, again, I hope he does well and I hope that we can obviously replace him with either Klein, um, who rumours he might come here, or maybe someone from the academy. Well, all that said, um, it just popped up on my phone that Aaron Wan-Bissaka tweeted, let's get it. Um, and then it's a uh, hashtag MUFC, hashtag AWB. You're a picture of him in a Man United shirt. So just uh, going to do a live at the time of recording, live unfollow. There we go. Let's get that one from there. <laughs> Nicely done. Until we buy him back for 13 million. After <laughs> <a> <laughs> Absolutely right. We're talking of players we, we sold for, for big money and bought back. Obviously, Wilf, um, another one um, whose agent is pretty clearly pushing for a move. And, you know, from what I understand, you know, Wilf is, and you can understand, you can see he's, he's just watched what is essentially, you know, to him a kid who's just come through and played barely any games get a, get a big move. Um, you know, it, it seems that he would really want that big move and Arsenal being the, the team linked. But so I think how, how on earth Arsenal are going to actually afford to buy Wilfred Zaha, I have absolutely no idea. Um Again, it's no point taking too much in account of figures that are put in papers in terms of what their budget is, because we all know from speaking to Steve Parrish a number of times that budgets don't quite work like that. You don't go to a manager and say, you have 45 million to spend in this transfer window. It doesn't work that way. You know, you identify players, you see if they're worth the investment, whatever that investment might be. And if they get if the money gets too rich for you, you don't go for it. And um uh, but it seems to be that's the move his his agent is looking to get for him. Um, you know, we every year we we sort of think it might be the summer that we lose Wilfred Zaha. Um, personally, I think it could get a little uncomfortable in terms of the fact that he wants to go, um, but the money that we're going to want for him, it's going to be very very tough for someone to come come and pay that. Really. Well, I was just going to ask what everyone thought. Like Arsenal's modus operandi and I think it was started by you know Wenger was a big fan of the swap um, and he talked about it and he, he said a couple of things before he quit Arsenal he said that more and more players will be going at the end of their contracts rather than um, going on big money deals which I think is possibly coming true to an extent and secondly that, that there would be more swap deals and I, I would have thought that you know judging by the rumours however true they were Earlier on in the in the um, the off season, um, they'd be looking to swap players. So, uh, you know, would that benefit Palace at all? I mean, I don't know. It depends who they were offering. Um, but th- there are some players over there that are fairly decent. It just depends if they're of any use to to what Palace need. Well, one of the rumored players was was it El Nani? So I think if you know that's going to add about fifteen million no, pounds if we have to take yeah. it. <laughs> But uh, again, it comes down to what we actually need. Uh, I saw some talk that we, we're quite keen on Callum Chambers. Again, that's a, a player who can play centre-back and and right-back and I think probably fit in at left-back as well. Good versatile player across the back and, and you know decent talent. Um, was very, very well, well regarded at Southampton coming through and hasn't quite worked at Arsenal like you thought it might. But um, that, that's not something I would be against um, in terms of offsetting that. That transfer, but um, you know, again, it, it, yeah, you can't replace Wilfred Zaha, really. That's yeah. The I'm actually watching the Afcon now, and he, Wolf hasn't started the last two matches for Ivory Coast, and they haven't actually done very well. So it was a chance for him to shine on a big stage this summer, and unfortunately, he hasn't had the opportunity to. So it'd be interesting if he did get a move to an Arsenal, how he'd actually do. 
Well, you can't help but think that I mean, the way we play, he's, he's always the player we look exactly. for, isn't he? And that, in a, in a sense, that, that in a sense gives him a decent percentage of the ball and, and decent opportunities in the right areas. But on the flip side, he has to spend quite long periods, particularly exactly. at home, um, without sure, just yeah. without seeing the ball, just without seeing to be able to affect the game in any major way. And it's obviously under Hodgson. He's asked to do a very specific defensive job when he's in certain positions. So you kind of can't help but wonder what he'd be able to achieve with a with a really sort of an attacking lineup around him and, and real talent around him. Well, I was just about to bring that point up. I know you've mentioned it in a few podcasts in the past. You know, you'd love to see what Zaha's like with some great players around him. But, you know, at Arsenal, we'd probably have an arc in front of him of players decent, and then the ones next to him behind him will be absolutely crap. So, um, you know, it's pretty hard to tell whether that would benefit him that much. Him and Mustafi breaking a move down at open, you know, I'm not sure that's too much of a step up, really. I think the other interesting thing, as you hinted at, Chris, in your opening remarks on this, is what happens if that move doesn't happen and he really wants it? Because we've seen this happen with other players at other clubs before uh, where they've agitated for moves, it's not happened, and they've ended up pretty much on strike. Now, I get the impression that, you know, Wilf loves our club and loves being part of it. But um, if, for whatever reason, he has one of those moments where he wants to move and he feels that his development is being blocked, then we could be in a real problem, Um, especially as he's both our talisman and probably our most valuable, well, no, definitely our most valuable asset. It's, it's a bit of respect, isn't it? I mean, Wilf will never disrespect Crystal Palace. You know that. And, and hate really does value the support that he's had from, from the fans. He's not just lip service when he says it. You, you know it. He's, he's a very straightforward and honest player. But you, you can see there being a problem. And it won't be a problem because the, the respect has to go the other way as well. The club have to respect that a player has to have ambitions. And if we as a club can't reach them, and let's face it, we can't, <laughs> certainly not the way things are at the minute, um, and unless we get some huge investment from somewhere, it's, it's not going to happen that we're going to start challenging the Champions League or something. So um, we have to have respect for Will from what he's done for Palace. And as horrible as that sounds, I'm, I'm almost advocating that we, we try to make that move as easy as possible for him so he gets that opportunity. Um, but it, it won't feel good, let's put it that way. This is a slightly different situation from a lot of those sort of moves with um, you know, agitations like Van Dyke or, or someone like that because this is more a situation where there isn't a team coming for him with the money that's been asked, which I know some people have said is a lot, but I personally don't think it is. Um, you know, if, they, if there'd been some offers and they'd been flatly turned down for the kind of money that he's worth, then I think it would be a different situation. But while there's no one coming in offering something, and if Arsenal do offer something near the right amount, then then maybe it should be taken more seriously. But at the moment, it's nothing more than paper talk. So it's quite a different situation from sort of Hazard or something like that. Um, and I'm sure Zahar will be fully aware that he'll need to prove himself more in order to get those kind of offers coming. And it, he hasn't got that much time because within a within a year or so, um, you know, his, his sell-on value will, will be going down because of his age. So um, he's probably in his best interest for himself to be putting in full effort next season if he does stay. For sure. But, you know, I don't think there's any 
guarantee that he will be be leaving the club. I think it's more likely than it's ever been, but you know, it's quite possible we'll start the season with Wilfred Zaha again. Um, but there we go. Um, just before we end this, I want to get into a couple of the transfer rumours in because clearly when you start selling players, the, the, the best way to sort of placate the situation is to start bringing players in as well. Uh, there's a few stronger rumours. I'll start with a rumour that I kind of hope happens, but you know he's, he's also been linked with Newcastle, and that's Alan St. Maxim. Um, is he playing for Nice, I think? Oh, my brain yeah, just gone nice. completely. Nice, yeah. Should have looked that up. Yeah, Nice, there we go. And um, in terms of a replacement for Wilf, when you actually watch what he is capable of, actually quite a similar player. Um, definitely f- very flamboyant, um, but same questions. Uh, I think he's 22, and the same questions people had at Wilf of 22 of the end product uh, exist with him. But, I mean, that again, that's, that's a £20 million player at the very least, extremely well regarded. Um, I think Everton have also been linked today uh, at the time of recording. So, I yeah, it, it's more of a hope than an expectation that we would sign him, but that would that be an interesting one. Uh, but probably the two strongest rumours at the moment, and they've been going on quite a while, um, sort of back end of last season and into this season, are um, a couple of players from Brentford, Ollie Watkins and Neil Morpé. Uh, Watkins started his um, his career at Exeter, came through their youth system, a sort of a, a winger slash forward, very much in the kind of Wilf um, positional mould, but a very different player. Perhaps would liken him a little bit more to Townsend in that he's, he's quite direct, um, not so much a box of tricks like Wilf is, but but you know capable of running with the ball at pace, decent goal return, decent assist return. So you know talent from the championship, maybe ready for that step up. It's a good, it's a good risk depending on what Brentford want for him. And similarly, they've uh, got a French forward called Neil Morpé, who's um, who's really hit the goals um, for them over the last, I think, couple of years now. And um, yeah, uh, pacey up front, something we haven't had for quite a while I don't think um, in that in a striker in that mould so um, and, and we know Roy likes to play two players up top so uh, could be interesting to see him link up with you know, maybe a, a fit Connor Wickham or uh, or Christian Benteke assuming he, he hangs around as well If we can just get on to uh, the signing rumours that have sounded the worst um Simon Mignolet, uh, we we posted about that on the back of the Nest Twitter and uh, I don't think there was a positive comment that came from about 50 replies. Um, Eight million was the room. I've got no idea where that came from, but it suddenly appeared in about six newspapers overnight a few days ago. Um, Whether there's any truth in that whatsoever or whether someone just decided to make something up, uh, I don't see the need personally. Uh, And then uh, I was reading that... uh, Fossey Mentor was mentioned as well uh, and I feel like that's been done, tested and didn't work. Um, the only other one I saw that I was really interested in was Nathaniel Klein. I don't know what anyone else felt. Um, I'd love to get Klein back. Um, I know he has some personal issues so I'm not sure how it'd work out coming back to London but I think as a as a right back, his defence is very, very solid. He came off a few injuries and he's been out for a while. While at Liverpool and in Bournemouth, he was played okay. But I'd like to see him back. Um, I'd, I, I don't know what Mule uh, rumours came from, but I'd take him over Hennessy any day. So that's what he's coming in for. I would take him as a backup uh, goalkeeper. So um, I don't think that is a is a terrible idea. I just don't think that uh, it's it makes any it, it will will do it. I think that the whole thing with Wamba Saka now that now that that is actually 
done and dusted. I think you're going to start to see things. I mean, they report back to, to training tomorrow, obviously. So I think you're going to start hearing things. But it's a pathway to kind of wait and wait and wait. So I wouldn't get too caught up in the rumours, but I'm sure and they've got to be working on something because they would definitely need to strengthen, I think, central midfield and at least in the right-back area. I just want to take issue with Mike quickly on the um, idea that Timothy Fossey-Mentz has been given his chance and not taken it. I mean, he, obviously he wasn't brilliant at Fulham, but then no one was brilliant at Fulham last year. When he was playing for us, yes, he lost his place ultimately. But you know, in that loan season with us, he also showed a turn of pace that meant that when he did make mistakes through defensive naivety, which he did, um, he was able to recover it. And what we've been saying is that you know we need someone who is quicker and you know, has that ability to, you know, compared to Joel Ward. I think Fossey Mensa might be that, especially with the kind of coaching that someone like Roy and possibly teaching those good habits, someone like Joel could provide. So I, I think he could be the future for us if we can get hold of him. Also, he gives the ad- adaptability to play at centre-back as well. So I'd, I'd really like to see him come. Well, um, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I hadn't seen Fossey Mensa linked with a return and it does surprise me. Um, as I think about it now, um, I kind of I kind of sit in between that. I don't think he was terrible for us, but I also don't think he showed anything whilst with us that would make me think, let's go out and make him our our number one right back. And I think we need a new number one right back. I don't think a season of Joel Ward is is going to be of a benefit to us as much as he's a, a capable player at Premier League level. And I, I really do feel bad because it does sound disrespectful to a player that's given us a huge amount of time um, and, and played some fantastic football whilst with Palace. Um, I think he's got the most appearances in the Premier League for the club. So that, that you know, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just trying to be brutally honest about it, about what I want to see. You know, we saw such a big improvement when we had a, a player with the attributes of Wan Bazaka appear at right back. That, as much as we talked about it not being a huge, hugely important position, um, I, th- I think we can see that the fullbacks can make a real difference in the Premier League. But um, all right, look, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, as much as we've sort of getting back into <laughs> back into the flow of things, um, I'm sure you'll uh, hear more from us throughout the course of pre-season and the season itself of course i hope you enjoyed this um more for you on the way um, a little thing called back of the nest the palace years just a little teaser there for you be weird though if you listen to this after you listen to one of those which could happen so i'm not gonna not gonna worry too much about that right now because since seeing as this is being recorded but um yeah mikey might need to cut that out anyway thank you for listening It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. 
Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.